webmasterradio.fm. Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced Internet explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now, here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Good Karma. I am your host, Vanessa Fox. Greg is still on vacation this week, so I'm free to run amok. Uh, If you joined us last week, thanks for coming back. If you're looking for more more of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, we'll see what we can do. (laughs) Um, The guest I have on with me today is Matt of Google. Um, hi, Matt. Hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. I'm looking out on a sunny courtyard at the Googleplex, enjoying the main corporate headquarters, and glad I'm not in Florida where Webmaster Radio is actually located right now. Uh, yeah, so we are recording this show a little bit early this week. Uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, they have a little bit of a storm going on down there, so they've had to... I just rearrange the shows a little bit, I think. <laughs> we want them to get home safely. <laughs> I have visions of Eddie alone with the hurricane blowing the building around and around and around out in the surf, you know. <laughs> we appreciate uh, everything that they're doing for us to get our voices out on the air while still maintaining a little bit of safety. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so so uh, I didn't really give you an Introduction. I assume that everyone in the world knows who you are, but um, if they yeah, if they found their way to this good karma show, you know, odds are they've they've heard of me. But uh, you know, hey, I work on quality at Google, and uh, you know, love talking to the Webmaster Radio guys. Have a good time there too. So yeah. nice to be on your radio show. Thank you for having me. Yes, anytime I have a radio show, you are. Welcome to come on. Uh, for those who don't know me, I also work um, at Google, and I work mostly on Webmaster Central and all of the things we're doing with Webmasters there. So I also love talking with Webmasters and, and about the issues that, that they've got. Uh, I don't know if you heard our show last week, but we did mostly talk about Buffy. So I thought maybe this week we'd, you know, talk about something. Everything, everything we needed to learn from Angel... Firefly, Serenity. That's it can be right. like the Joss Whedon thing. <laughs> we could go on for weeks with just, you know, show after show with Joss Whedon. He did a couple movies too, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, and there's been a lot of, of stuff going on in the industry lately. Yes, there has, um, even with uh, the co-host that I had uh, on the, uh, the last week's show. Yeah. I so, what do you the, think about what's going on? Well, I, yeah, it's huge news. You know, as of this morning, we're recording this uh, Tuesday around noon. Danny Sullivan has announced that he's leaving Search Engine Watch and leaving Search Engine Strategies, the conference. So, it sounds like that's effective December first. And uh, of course, this is like causing a huge amount of coverage on all the SEO blogs. Uh, That's a big change. I mean, it's really going to make a big impact. I think. Yeah, the the thing that's interesting to me is, uh, you know, people build up a brand, and Danny Sullivan just has one of the most 
gold solid, you know, brands in the entire SEO industry. He's just got such a fantastic reputation because he's Absolutely. helped so many people. Yeah. So I think he's going to be fine no matter what. I think it'll be yeah. interesting. There's probably a lot of people playing what if, you know. Oh, what yeah. if Danny decides to go back, if Incisive gives him some equity or something, or how are they going to try to replace Danny if Danny does go? It's, it's kind of fun to think about. Yeah, because he's really not, you know, replaceable because, as you say, it's not just the job that he was doing, but his name and his reputation and all the knowledge that he's had over the years. So I'm sure they can get someone else in to do some of the things that he did, but it certainly wouldn't be a replacement. You know, he's, right. yeah. he's you know... Name, name, name the number of people who have been doing search for a decade. <laughs> and uh, you, you basically have a very, very short list. And Danny yeah, just has that. Names. He's got that unique perspective. You know, mm-hmm. he, can, he can say, oh, Google's sending out trademark letters. You know, that's actually the exact same letter they've been sending out for years. And okay. meanwhile, everybody else is like, oh, is this new? Is this awful? What's going on with Google? And Danny's like, none of this is new or different, you know? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. Since he's been around for so long, he has this perspective where he can just be mellow about stuff. You know, it doesn't. It's not some new cause for alarm because he has been through it all. And and so when there is something that's actually new, he knows that hey, you know, this is new. It hasn't been around before. Yeah. So yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure whatever he does, he'll be successful because um, his knowledge, you know, is not going to go anywhere. Of course. So oh, yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he decides to do. Well, and, he, and you got to think, you know, suppose you were down in, uh, in some foreign country and you were doing a drug sting and suddenly the drug deal went bad, right? Who mm-hmm. would you want to have your back? It would basically be Danny Sullivan. You would, would want Danny, Danny Sullivan, Sullivan at your back when the drug goes Drug deal goes bad. That's, that that's is the kind a of perfect description, I think, <laughs> of Danny Sullivan. Who you want to be at your back when your drug deal goes bad? <laughs> so you know, it's still a developing issue. People are trying to get a handle on it. And you know, if Danny's one of the founding fathers of search, I think all the search industry is going to have Oedipal issues for a few months because yeah. they're going to figure out, you know, how's this going to shake out? How important is search engine strategy going to be from now on, and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I I don't know what will happen, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, he could always get a job uh, really in in musicals. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard the song Stylings of Danny Sullivan. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah, the American Idol stuff. He's He's got game. I mean, he, he could get right up there. So, I mean, honestly, if you're listening, Danny, you know, if you did want to get out of the search business, which none of us, you know, want, but if you wanted to try something new, yeah, I'd say American Idol is a – you know, something you should really investigate. Yeah. I, I vote for you. He's basically the triple threat because he can do SEO, he can sing, and he can podcast. It sounds like he's keeping the Daily Searchcast podcast. That's right. So. He, he is. Um, I heard the show this morning, uh-huh. uh, and uh, I guess they, they even have uh, the domain for it now. I believe uh-huh. it's the DailySearchcast.com, if I'm remembering. I'm trying yeah. to it just, just launch, I think. Right. So do you actually so, get up that early where you'd be able to hear Danny? That's my problem is on the West Coast. I'm like, you know, leery at 8.30 in the morning or whatever Some of us get up early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more on the engineering schedule. You know, if I'm, if I'm in at work by 10, that's great, and then I tend to work a little later at night. So, <laughs> But yeah. you seem to work, like, all the time. Haven't we, like, emailed back and forth at Christmas night or something? 11 o'clock on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Which... You know, we maybe shouldn't we shouldn't talk admit about that, that on, on radio. Air. It just makes us look sad and pathetic. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe we should move on to the next topic. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> you want to talk about the, the cash crawl date stuff? Yeah, let's do that. So this is Google's uh, the cache of the page, and uh, what's going on with that? There's some new stuff to talk about. It's kind of interesting. I didn't even know this happened until recently, and uh, maybe we can work up the blog post. I know you've done some work on that already uh, later yeah, on this week or next week. But essentially, a lot of people, uh, as far as I know, Google was the first search engine to do this sort of born-on-dating freshness stuff. Whenever you look <laughs> at the cached page, we actually show you the, the date and the time when that page was crawled. And I think that's really helpful because people can say, you know, it can help them debug problems, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And uh, soon after we started doing that, I know Microsoft does it. I think Ask even does it. I think Yahoo's the only company that doesn't show when they crawl a page on the cached page now. Okay. So that's really helpful. Webmasters love it. Um, and I, we found out something recently that the indexing team uh, hadn't mentioned. So do you want me to walk through the scenario, or do you yeah, want to walk absolutely. through it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That sounds interesting. Okay, so imagine if we had visited your page like way back in April, and we fetched okay. your page, we pulled it down. So if you look at the cache date, it says, yeah, your page was retrieved on April 12th or whatever. Sure, makes sense. Uh, so now if Googlebot comes to your web server, uh, if your web server is set up correctly, it can send a 304 back, which is like an if-modified sense. It can basically right. say, you know what, don't bother to download the whole page. The page hasn't changed, so just right. keep whatever your last copy was. And that can really help with bandwidth on sites. Oh, totally. Uh, so that we don't go and, you know, I get the contents of every single page every time we crawl if those pages haven't changed. Oh, you know, if you've got a static site, that's a huge winner for bandwidth. So I don't yeah. know whether other search engines do that, but... I, I think a lot of webmasters really appreciate that Googlebot tries to sip and not gulp from yeah. pages and, and still crawl in a smart way. Yeah. So, so we, we've been doing that for a long time now. Um, but the funny thing is, imagine if we visited that page, you know, every week, every five, six, ten days since April, and sure. every single time the web, web server said, no, nope, the page hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. It turns out we never update that cache crawl date. So gotcha. if you were to look at it like yesterday, it would still say, we last fetched this page on April 12th. Right, so a lot of webmasters we are the like, contents of the page. Totally. So yeah. webmasters look at it, and they're like, oh, this stuff is stale. You haven't fetched it since April, when in fact right. we've been checking all the time. Mm, quite so a I difference. It, it does make a difference. And, you know, if somebody's doing a freshness metric and they're using those dates, it's understandable that they'd say, oh, well, right. it looks like Google isn't quite as fresh, when in yeah, fact it is. Yeah, if you look at the pages of the site, they were last at the site in April, when really totally. we were just there yesterday. Totally. So yeah. I, think I think the indexing team is now changing this. Oh, good. And it sounds like it's rolling out um, over the course of the next week or so. Okay. So, you know, it might take a little time to fully float down because, you know, we have to go and revisit the page at least once to have it have that new date show up, and right. it's got to get re-indexed. So it'll, it'll still take another week or two, and there may be weird little outlier pages for a month or so after that. But for the most part, this should go live relatively soon. And then people who were a little worried about freshness and were a little stressed when they didn't have to be, their right. blood pressure can go down a little bit. <laughs> right, because then they can actually see the last time that the Googlebot was at the page, and so they'll know, okay, I don't have to really worry about this. Exactly. That's so great. I think, I think that'll help people a lot. And yeah, getting Absolutely. it out on the Webmaster blog will let even more people know. Yeah, we'll but, do that uh, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Definitely. So, yeah, so we've got this blog now. Yeah. For Webmasters. Uh-huh. 
just launched it beginning of August, I guess, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Launched this new Webmaster Central page at google.com slash webmasters. Mm-hmm. We have the blog. We have a group. Um, and then, of course, we link to the tools and um, to the help center. Um, so that, I think, is really going to help us get information like this out to people totally. who are really interested in it. Totally. It's it's really broadening the scope of people that are targeting, too. It's not just like people who are interested in sitemaps. It's anybody who's interested in anything kind of webmaster-related. Right. Uh, Tara Kalashane from Research Buzz recently kind of stumbled across it on her own, and she was like, huh, anybody who's got a website should sort of go and dig into this, and I'm going to go dig into these tools a little more. And that's oh. really nice to see more people kind of realizing how much stuff you guys have yeah. done for webmasters, and, you know, it's sort of there as a one-stop shop. Yeah, and it's it's good that um, that people are starting to take a look at it, because that is really what we design the information for. It's not just SEOs, although, you know, certainly they can get some good information, but we're hoping that anyone that has a site can get some good information, um, you know, about what their site specifically is doing and just about, you know, how the Google Index works. And, and so, yeah, we really hope that, that it can help everyone. Totally. And there's a group there, too, where people can ask yep. questions and, you know, sometimes get an answer from Google, but often other people on the group can help you, too. We have the most helpful people, honestly, on <laughs> the on uh, the group, and they really help each other out. And so there's a lot of times that I've gone in to do a post, um, you know, do a reply, and once I hit reply, there's already a reply from someone else that has, like, a great answer. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I love it when you can say, you know, what Sebastian said, and basically give it the official Google seal right. of approval, but they already got the answer they needed, and that's, that's a really good idea. Yeah, it's nice because, you know, there's only so many of us, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I try to post there, Adam posts there. We have, you know, other people who post as well. But still, you know, we can only be there so often because we have to go, you know, make the tools and, and do mm-hmm. all these other things also. And, and so it's nice that there's other people there on, uh, you know, the group who can help people out who maybe are, you know, just newer to, you know, the whole search engine optimization or even just, you know, I have a site and I've never had a site before. Mm-hmm. You know, there's helpful um, uh, people to help them out. Totally. And, you know, there's this whole spectrum. There's like, a lot of the people who are discussing stuff on the SEO blogs, they're like really advanced people or they have a lot of, you know, really intricate stuff going on. But there's this whole other group of people who have more, you know, fundamental questions or basic questions. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be trying to help those folks as well. And, they, oh, and now absolutely. they can get answers from Googlers or from other people. So that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, because we, we really want all the sites in the index. You know, even sites of people who have never heard of SEO or, you know, just have a little yeah. site. I mean, we, we want them all. So well, we the want mom and pops are sometimes the hardest ones, you know, because they, yeah. they haven't read any of the guidelines and they don't know anything about links. And yet you still want to retor- return, like, the teak patio, the little tiny mom and pop in Palo Alto. It's right. got, like, no links at all. But if somebody asks for it, you'd like to be able to return it. So. Yep, absolutely. Mm. So hopefully we're helping them out also. So maybe we should take a quick break. That sounds good. And then uh, come right back. Yeah, pay the bills, as oil man says. That's right. (laughs) Good deal. Stick around. Good karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. 
He types hooker escort hookup into another local search engine's one box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click. Great results. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. We are back. Uh, this is Vanessa and Matt with Google, and we're just, uh, I don't know, just rambling about whatever we think about, huh? Yeah, we've well, we've talked about Danny going, which is big news, and right. I think broken the news about the cash crawl date and how we're going to update that to be more accurate. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about infinite characters? Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, I was at SCS Miami, uh, speaking of Danny Sullivan, um, <laughs> well, about a month and a half ago, I guess, and it was it was all about sort of the Latin American market, and it got me you know, interested in knowing what we do about some of these issues that um, they, you know, were talking about at the panels. And, of course, the issues that they talked about didn't just affect Latin America, but a lot of non-English-speaking sites. Um, and so one of the things that um, was brought up there was how we treat um, the characters that have accents in them, especially the characters that could be, um, c- could either have an accent or not. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what are we doing there? Well, I, you've dug down into even more detail than I have, so I'm happy to bow to your expertise if you want to <laughs> run down a few examples. I did dig deep into it, it's true. Because, you know, it, it, was, it was really interesting to me to kind of find out what we do, especially since a lot of webmasters want to know. So one example, this is just an easy example, is the word Mexico. Um, the E in Mexico could be typed with an accent or without. So... And, you know, of course, uh, the word is also the same in English or Spanish, um, I think, if I'm getting my Spanish correctly. Um, So, you know, you might have someone in the U.S. who types it um, in English, but they want to get, you know, back information about Mexico. You might have um, a person who wants to type in the accent, but they don't have the keyboard that will enable them to do that or they don't know how. And then on the other hand, you might have a site that is from, you know, Mexico, so they uh, use the accent because that's proper, or you might have a site here that's in English that uh, doesn't have the accent. So what do we do? I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. all of these various possibilities. So it turns out that we're smart about it. 
<laughs> that, which is good. Which, which is great. <laughs> That's exactly what you want to hear. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I was glad once I did all of the research, you know, I dug down and I talked with a lot of people. Um, I was very happy to learn that, that, that we're smart about it. So if someone types in the word with or without an accent as a search query, we basically go out and look for pages with both versions of the word. So if someone types in Mexico without an accent, we still will look for pages that have Mexico with the E with the accent, if I'm making any sense at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we take other things into account as well. I mean, if someone has Spanish as the interface for uh, the Google.com, you know, you can go in to the preferences and set um, the language, then we'll say, oh, well, this person wants Spanish results more than English results, whereas a person who sets it to English, we're going to think they want more English results. So we take that into account. Also, we take into account where the person is doing their search, if, if, if we can kind of tell where they are, if they're in Mexico, then they might want more Spanish results. Um, so we, we take a lot of things into account um, when we return the results. Yeah, um, it, it's yeah. pretty amazing to me that, like, I, I have to admit, I assumed that we would do something pretty straightforward, like if you search for Mexico with accented characters, it would search for the accented character version of Mexico, but also just the plain English without the accent. But I was actually surprised that if you search for Mexico, just normal, what you think of as normal in English without the accent, it would also search for the accented version. So that was kind of cool. Right, it goes and, both ways. And, and you kind of, you make a point, which a lot of people might not catch up on, but just to emphasize again, it kind of destroys the notion of like a monolithic set of SERPs or search engine result pages because, mm-hmm. you know, now here's one search, Mexico, and it can depend on where you're located. It can depend on what your language is set to. You know, right. all sorts of personalized search can change yeah, the results yeah, as well. personalized search on, definitely. So it's, it's no longer the case that you can just do a search and send that to a friend and they're guaranteed to get the exact same results, which, you know, on one hand, it, it would be nice if we had that. But on the other hand, it's much, much nicer if you're doing a search in Venezuela or Brazil or Mexico or anywhere, you probably want to see results that are a lot more relevant to you and not necessarily the same as somebody doing that search in Lincoln, Nebraska. Right. So. Right. Yeah, but it is interesting because I know that a lot of site owners, you know, are interested in knowing how they rank for particular words. Mm-hmm. But it, it's starting to be the case where they can really only know where they rank for whatever they have their preferences set, wherever they're located. You know, they can, <laughs> if they go yeah. around to lots of locations in, you know, the world, then they might be able to see, you know, a difference. So, um, yeah, it is very variable. I mean, it's very you know, it's based on lots and lots of different things, which, you know, like you say, is, is all to get the best results for the end user, you know, the person who's yeah. actually doing the search. We want to give them the best results possible. So there's a couple other things that are that we learned that are sort of related to that, especially from uh, the searcher's perspective, which is that if you don't want to get both sets of results, if you want to type in a word that has an accent on one of the characters and you only want... Um, the results returned that have an accent, you just put a plus in front of the word. Mm-hmm. And it also works in the reverse. So uh, probably Mexico isn't the best example, but there may be a word that um, you do care, you know, oh, I, you know, I only want the accented version back. You just, you just put a plus, you know, hit the search button, and that's all, that's all you're going to get in the search results. 
And, and one thing that's interesting um, there is that if you look through the titles and uh, through the descriptions on the search results page, you may actually find one or two instances of the word without the accent, um, even if you put a plus there. But that could be because a site is linking to this other site with the accent in the anchor text. Exactly. So you're you're basically going into the deepest of power tips at this point. <laughs> yes, it's right. always it's always been kind of Google's philosophy to try to do the smart thing and try to do something that's pretty logical. So the Mexico uh, tip of adding a plus. It's a really interesting way to sort of say, no, this is exactly what I want. Historically, you could also put stuff in quotes, but I think uh, a plus is probably the most preferred way to do right. it. And, right. Um, so it's basically in most instances, you know, we want to do what's best for, you know, what the searcher wants. And so we do a lot of things to make sure. But, yeah, if you're an advanced power type of user and you want something specific, then you can do these little things like the plus to get sort of a more streamlined set of results. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and there's you know some really, there, there's an interesting hint. Uh, whenever you do the plus, suppose you do a, a search for Mexico with the accented character and you, you throw a plus in there. Uh, it's kind of interesting because the very first result, like you say, doesn't have anything that is accented anywhere in the first snippet. It's Mexico Tourism Board and Visit Mexico, but none of those characters have uh, have an accent on them. And mm -hmm. I, uh, it's exactly what you mentioned. It's, that site is still has a few accented characters pointing to it in anchor text. So it can right. show up, but um, there's a hint there in the highlighting in that whenever you use the plus, it will only highlight that exact term that you typed in. So you might say right. the word Mexico without the accents, but it won't be highlighted because we're not really using that one for scoring. We're saying, okay, you you told us exactly what you want. You're a power user. You put a plus. We're going to trust you. And so we only, uh, we only grade based on that, ex that specific term. Right. And uh, so if you're interested in knowing, you know, why your site might come up for a particular set of results like that, you know, if you don't have a particular, like, variation of the word on your page, you can go into the tools we have. And we have a tool that shows you um, the top links to your site in terms of the text, you know, the anchor text that's used to point to your site. Uh, so yeah. if there's a word like that that you show up in uh, the search results and you're like, this, this word is nowhere on my site, you can go in to the tools we have available and see, oh, well, you know, it looks like people are, you know, linking to me with that word. Yeah. Well, and but, it's also, as I recall, you sort of came back from SES Latino, you know, and you talked to Nacho and a lot of other people about this, mm -hmm. and it, it, it was great because that's one of the wonderful things about Webmaster Conferences is you come back and you're like, okay, I got to, you know, bird dog down the answer on this, and I, I need to know if we're doing the right thing, and if we're not, right. you want to change it, so we do do the right thing. And I, it was kind of funny because I remember you telling me that, some sites, you know, the accented character is correct, and if you were to do the non-accented character, you, it's like government sites aren't allowed to by law. So they're right. sort of they're distressed because they're like, well, how do we show up for non-accented searches? And the the right answer is, well, that's okay. Google's doing the smart thing, and we're searching for both terms behind the scenes, unless somebody's a superpower searcher and they use a plus. Right. So they don't have to worry about it. They don't have to stress about, you know. Yeah, and that was great because, yeah, I did talk with um, some sites that, yeah, because of government restrictions, they were required to uh, do the words in a particular way, um, and they were like, what can I do? Because we know that people in uh, the U.S. are not going to use the accents. And so it, it turns out that, like you say, it's I totally fine. Their site will still come up for those results. Um, so That's that was true. good.
Yeah, that's really nice to know that, you know, if you're not a government site, you know, it, it probably doesn't hurt to have both versions of the word on the page, you know? Sure, may as well. Uh, uh, doesn't, doesn't hurt, but um, yeah. but the nice thing is if, if you want to be really strictly correct and not have one version of those words, or you're not, you know, you don't want to go for misspellings, anything like that, Google will yeah. usually take care of that for you. You know, we've got yeah. the spell check, so did you mean is up there in bright red, and most people just click on that, and, and so you don't have to worry about putting things like but misspelling. I do, like I click right on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I, I, Google was smarter than me, but only on yeah. this one query, and then you can just <laughs> click on that, and and we'll search for you. So you yeah. want it to be helping those users so that webmasters don't have to do as much work to find right. the traffic. Yeah. So the, yeah, that was a nice result of going to um, um, SES. Um, I do, you know, we're back here. You know, we're in the Kirkland office here down in Mountain View, um, where apparently it's. It's nicer out than it is here. But, um, you know, we really want to work on the things that people are most interested in. And so at the conferences, it really helps you figure out what it is that are the biggest issues um, yeah. for site owners out there. Um, oh, totally. So I, it's, it's really invaluable for me. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> getting a chance to just hear people saying, okay, I'm worried about this operator being broken, or site colon estimates seem too high. I want them to be lower. I don't have that many pages. <laughs> you right. know, things like that. That's just really helpful to know what's, what's causing aggravation or stress or unneeded worry for people so that we can try to say, okay, let's go back. Let's loop in indexing teams or whoever needs to and, and make sure that we tackle it the right way. Yeah, because they all want to do the right thing and, you know, really evolve things to a good, you know, a good state. And so it's it's great to get the feedback. Yeah. Plus, it's always just a fun time. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's true. It's good to <laughs> it's good to go uh, talk to people at the conference, and then the parties are usually fun too because you can talk to even more people and watch and SEOs you can get drunk. In a sumo and... suit and... <laughs> yes, that's right. You, I have to I have to send props your way because I heard that you rumbled with somebody from Yahoo. I did. And I I, I heard you kicked their butt. D yeah, I, I don't want to brag, but uh, I <laughs> sort of did. I did now, buy her a drink later. <laughs> I, I have a ton of respect for Lara from Yahoo, but uh, yeah, in, in, this, in this niche of sumo wrestling, it seems like Google's doing well. Yeah, yeah, although, I think that uh, we've got that one tied up. <laughs> <laughs> although I have to say, historically, like, you know, I, I like to play roller hockey a couple times a week, and I have to say, historically, Googlers are not all that athletic. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, <laughs> but I suppose Yahoo people are not either. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd be more inclined to, like, they've got this motto about working hard and playing hard, and we're more like just working hard. <laughs> yeah. um, we're I more like saw... it's Christmas Eve and emailing <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> yeah. There was this poster around the Googleplex. Evidently, Yahoo and Google decided to play softball, and this happened like a week or two ago. Oh, and no. I have no idea what happened. But I would be willing to bet a shiny quarter that Yahoo kicked our butts. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're more like we show up and we're like, oh, what's the geometry of the field and what's the optimal angle to hit the <laughs> ball at? And Yahoo's more like, we're going to destroy Google. Arr. If I had to guess. So I guess I was lucky though that I that I managed to win that one. Well, that, you you've reclaimed Google's pride, so you know, yeah. until the next big sumo wrestling off, we That's get right. to keep that and title. I I think I'm retired, so I think I could just I go out as a winner. And, uh, of course. 
You're and on that top. was at the Search Bash, so that was actually the Webmaster Radio Party. Yeah, you have so. them to thank for any Sumo-related pictures floating around on Flickr or yes. on the web in general. Thanks <laughs> for that. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, I think uh, Danny rumbled. There were there were a few people that, that rumbled. I thought Bruce yep. Clay. Yep, I believe so. I think Danny uh, went up against, I think, Darren, and I believe he lost. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe Darren practiced beforehand. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe, uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of wrestling going on. It was was, was a fun time. I'm I'm sorry I missed that. I actually, that was the first night I got my, like, uh, Turbo 2000 Mondo Cold that just knocked me flat. I have to think, like, some SEO was, like, you know, shaking my hand with some experimental therapy of cold, like, oh, let's see if we can conk him out for a week. Yes. (laughs) But it sounds like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, So maybe we should should... take a break? Yeah, take a break. Take a quick break, and uh, then we'll uh, come back and see what else we got going on. Sounds good. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. With over 30,000 clients and eight years of experience, West Host is not your basement hosting company. Starting at $3.95 a month, West Host offers the lowest price virtual private server technology in the industry, yet they don't sacrifice their world-class data center or superior 24-7 client support. Sign up at westhost.com today and get the hosting technology and real support your business needs at prices you can't find from other hosts. Westhost.com. That's westhost.com. W-E-S. H-O-S-T.com. When you expect more from your web host. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. It's no secret. Linking with relevant sites is a dynamic way to enhance site traffic. Avoid using unethical practices to promote your website. Obtain quality relevant links with linksmanager.com. Since 1999, linksmanager.com has been the leading choice for managing link campaigns by thousands of websites. Editor-based link management software makes relevant link exchange ethical, fast, and easy. No software to install. Free unlimited support. Try linksmanager.com free for 30 days. Accept no limitations. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. We are back on Webmaster Radio. So, what else? We haven't even talked about Buffy at all. We have not talked about Buffy. I feel really bad about that because everyone who listened last week, you know, I'm sure they came. They came back to hear more Buffy tips. (laughs) Are you a Buffy fan? Uh, I could neither confirm nor deny that I have watched all seven seasons of Buffy. Up, you know, even the Dawn seasons. No, I, you know. It was my wife. She made me watch it. Don tipped us off. Sorry, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I knew I made a mistake there. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm not a Xander fan or anything like that. No, No. sir. (laughs) Yes, so then it sounds like maybe somewhere deep down hidden you 
you may have learned everything that you know about search marketing from Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it really came from. They do know how to tell a compelling story, which is half the battle. That's true. That's a very good point. You've got to admire that. (laughs) Yeah, anyone who's not watching... You see, now it's obvious to you, isn't it, that you should run right out and get those DVDs. I think it would be hilarious if we were, like, watching the Amazon, you know, stats, and suddenly Buffy, you know, <laughs> took, a, took a tiny little spike because all the SEOs in the world are like, oh, there's SEO tips hidden in Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's a secret code. You just have to decipher it. Then you can know all. Exactly. <laughs> the algorithms are hidden inside. <laughs> well, speaking of... Uh, like dark stuff. There's yes. this trend I've been wanting to talk about, which is SEOs who are like illegally hacking sites. Do you want to talk yeah. about that a bit? Oh my goodness. We I, I need to do a blog post. Uh Brian White, you know, one of my right hand man guys on spam yeah, has Brian's been great. doing a lot more digging into this and he even posted on the Search Engine Watch forums. But there's been at least a couple incidents that I'm aware of where <clears throat> somebody will basically crack in or hack into a web host. And, you know, if you install PHPBB or some random, you know, piece of web software with some Perl mm-hmm. or something, a lot of the sure. times you're doing a chmod, you 777, just to, just to make it all writable for a while so you can test stuff out. And right. you don't end up, like, cleaning up those permissions. Mm-hmm. And it turns out if somebody will hack one web host, like one, ho- you know, one account on that web host, yeah. then they can sort of just expand and... We've mm-hmm. seen one web host that had like 1,400 sites hacked on it. Wow. It's a lot. And it's kind of funny because we've tried to contact these guys. Yeah. And, you know, with, through the regular, you know, web forms and sending email. And we've tried to call and, and can't get through. And I just like, uh, uh, come on. <laughs> one of web. <laughs> I want to get through to these guys and I don't yeah. know how to get through. But it's it's kind of scary because this larger trend is, the first time I've seen where SEO kind of clearly crosses into something that's yeah. illegal. Because that's not search engine optimization. You know, that, that, That's just that's, hacking. Yeah, that's not optimization. That's just like hacking in and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, you um, could fish and, and steal somebody's PayPal account and earn money that way, too, and that wouldn't be SEO, you know. Right. That's, that's not playing it the right way. No, and I've seen this pop up, too, even in uh, the discussion, uh, the groups that, that we have, you know, uh, someone hacks in, sticks in all these porn links um, mm-hmm. to the site, and and you know what we've seen, and I think what Brian found as well is that it's cloaked, so only the Googlebot sees it. Mm-hmm. So exactly. if a person looks at their site, their site looks perfectly fine. Yep. And so, so it can be very hard to tell what's going on. It's pretty sneaky, and we've seen big sites like the Seattle Philharmonic get hacked, and. Oh. Like, it'll be, like, no archive, right? So nobody else can look at the uh, the cache link because there isn't a cache link. Right. Um, but what happens is... that would is, give it away. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes they'll use a couple things. So this is what Brian found out. They'll use, like, a uh, HT access file to basically say, anytime somebody fetches something, go and fetch it via this CGI program. And the CGI mm-hmm. program does cloaking. It doesn't just check the user agent. It actually checks for the right IP address as well. Wow. And if it's Googlebot, uh, it will add links to porn sites. Mm-hmm. And here's the really scary thing. It will take all your existing links and, or some of the existing links, and it will slap a no-follow on them. Wow. So the hacker is basically like, yeah, all those sites you were like choosing to link to, uh-uh. We're not going to link any page rank that way. We're going to link to our porn sites. And yeah. that's just 
pretty much pure evil. Like, yeah. Now, there is a bright side. Like, at the point when SEOs become illegal hackers, like when they start to really break the law, and you could argue, well, if you're signing a ton of guest books really fast or you're doing a ton of track back or refer spam, you know, that almost does get towards the denial of service to attack. But this is the first time where you could actually go to a court of law and you could say, look, here's my account. I got hacked. Here's all this stuff. And right. on some level, it's kind of a silver lining that for the first time you could go and you know, like you could actually get an SEO convicted of doing something like this because it's, sure. it's equivalent to like stealing somebody's account on their web host. Yeah, I mean it's clearly over the line of yeah of anything at all that would be acceptable. Yeah, yeah, no so. decent normal human being would do something like this. So at yeah. this point, you know, I'm just kind of waiting for somebody to funny follow the money trail, go to some of these links that they're going to find out the affiliate info, mm -hmm. you know, bust it all through a court of law to make sure it's the real person doing it and stuff like that. And yeah. then somebody's going to get prosecuted and eventually go to jail for doing stuff like that. Yeah, it's bound to happen. So, yeah, yeah I, I think, think one Brian, of the questions... Um, mm -hmm. um, found out how you can even see if this is going on, right, with um, the translate tool we have. Yes. Yeah, which I so, thought was a very sort of clever uh -huh. solution to finding out if this was going on. Yeah, so, you know, there's there's some professional-grade uh, cloaker dudes who are like, oh, well, of course, translation proxies, blah, blah, blah. But, but most people don't realize that you can fetch a page to get translated from Google. And this is kind of a neat cloak-busting trick. You can fetch a, a page as Google by basically asking for it to get translated. Mm -hmm. And it's a little-known uh, trick that you can say, basically, don't translate it from French to English or English to French. Translate it from English to English. So basically right. don't do anything. And you'll get basically a page that Googlebot fetched. And right. a lot mm -hmm. of the times uh, the, the cloaking software is not smart enough to catch that, and so you can actually see, yeah, here's an example where your site looks good if you look at it live, but whenever you look at what Googlebot saw, it's like porn and crap totally and all different. sorts of junk. Yeah. yeah. So Personally, I think it would be great if we'd give some sort of tool to webmasters where they could like play around and fetch a page as Googlebot and sort of see, you know, what does Googlebot really see? I think that would be helpful just yeah. as, as an educational I, tool, you know? I think it would be, too. I, I think that that would some, be something that would be really helpful to people because a lot of times they're not sure sort of how the Googlebot yeah. is able to see their site. Right, or, you know, suppose you, you think you got your robots.txt right or, or, you know, some weird mod rewrite stuff correct, and so you're like, okay, well, let's trigger Googlebot, come in and fetch my page and look at my server log and make sure it, it worked the right way. Yeah. It would just be really helpful for debugging. So. Yeah, it would even help in the situation that we've seen occasionally where a host will block the Googlebot IP. Um, right. And so your site isn't being um, indexed at all, and you have no idea why. Um, I, I actually talked with a hoster a few weeks ago who was, who, um, was blocking the Googlebot, but had no idea that that's what they were doing. <laughs> You yeah, know, it wasn't even that they were being like malicious or, or you know, like blocking us. They were just like, oh, well, we got a lot of hits off that IP, and so we thought that it was, you know, this rogue <laughs> bot that we needed to block. And I was like, well, that was us. <laughs> what, what is this Google bot? It sounds like a like a real uh, mischief maker. I'm going to just block him now. Yeah, and so we 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 every so often have a person who says, you know, hey, why can't 
you know, why isn't my page indexed? And actually, in the tools we have available now, um, what you can see is you will see a message if we can't access your homepage, and you know, we'll say, hey, we're blocked from accessing your homepage, and people will say, well, what do you mean? I can access that page, you know, <laughs> with no problem. So if we had something like this where you could look at your page the way the Googlebot saw it, it would be very obvious, oh, well, the Googlebot is blocked. Maybe, you know, a person isn't blocked. Yeah. It and really help people out. Yeah, sometimes it's totally innocent. Like, for example, yeah. the server might be down, or there was this interesting case. I haven't listened to the SEO rock stars that Greg and, and uh, Todd did yet, but Greg was evidently beaten up search engines for mixing up an Amish furniture site and a go-kart oh, site. Oh, yes. And, and it turns out it was the, the web host had gotten virtual hosting messed up, right? right? Because you could actually search on every single major search engine, all of the four biggies, like site colon, the Amish site, tell me all the go-kart pages you have, and all four of them would return go-kart pages. So right. it, it's not that it was one engine that was like, oh, these are clearly identical. It was that the web host was actually returning the exact same content. Right. So Google I've had seen gone the extra too. Yeah. So Google had gone the extra mile and, and been smart enough to sort of say, okay, these are exactly the same. They're on the same IP. You know, everything else is the same. So maybe collapse these two together. Whereas now if you have this sort of tool, people could go and check for themselves. They could say, I tried to fetch my Amish site and I got back a go-kart site. Something's not right here. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people have that virtual um, the server configuration. Um, so that would help a lot of people kind of make sure that that's not happening to them. Yeah. Now, I, yeah. I, think, it's, I think it's important to mention that most of the time these are, these are very strange outlying kind of errors. Like the right. vast majority of virtual hosting works great. The vast yeah. majority of servers aren't down. Absolutely. And, and, and <laughs> most hosts aren't blocking <laughs> Googlebot. <laughs> and, and we've almost never seen this hacking happen. I, I just thought it was interesting to see like the very first time this happened, people noticed pretty quickly. And so I, mm -hmm. I think if people do a lot of hacking, they'll get caught pretty quickly. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's still good to be aware of these kinds of issues, even if they happen like 0.001% of the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be aware of it just to know that it's you know it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of things going on in the SEO world, what else? Uh, what else <laughs> is going on these Let's days? See. I've noticed an interesting trend. Um, you know, people talk about link bait, and there's a ton of ways to do link bait, right? You can sure. you can provide a useful service. You can provide a funny, you know, picture or video, like Dave Naylor running around naked and and ripping. You have to bring right? that up, really. Yeah, every, everybody yeah. likes to go watch some man worn around naked uh, around a traffic circle. So, you know, it, it's strange that Dave Naylor did it himself. No, no he, he claims it wasn't him. <laughs> he claims but, you know, it was all, all of these things can be really, you know, interesting ways of, of getting people to be interested in your site. But right. I, I've noticed one new trend, which is, you know, there's kind of this tried and true way of link baiting, which is to pick on somebody who's bigger than you. Like, Make a controversy. You know, yeah, exactly. So, you know, Threadwatch will pick on me or, or you know, somebody will talk about buying links and they'll come over to, to the site and, and poke people in the eye to try to stir up a controversy. But uh, I've noticed a new trend where some of the bigger people are picking on littler people. And that's just, bad. It's a little It's a little bad. Like, for example... Uh, Greg Bozer was was picking on Lisa Baroni. I, I think that's how you say it for not linking to him. And mm -hmm. I mean, Greg doesn't need one more link. He's he's right. doing fine. So it's, sure. it's it's kind of funny. I couldn't tell if he was trying to stir up a controversy just for controversy's sake. But you know, don't don't pick on people who are tiny, tiny little people, and don't 
don't yeah. need, you know, if if you're if you don't need that one link, it's not really all that friendly as a thing to do. It's it's not a it's not a way to make the SEO a, a warm cuddly industry. It's a way to sort of be a little ruthless, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, it just makes you look a little hostile and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and there there was this yeah. other example where there's somebody who is like a dean of an electrolysis school. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this black hat spammer, uh, G-Man, Jeffrey, uh, who posts over on SEOMoz sometime. Mm-hmm. And and he, Jeffrey, like, pulled this little person, Kimberly Williams, who, you know, is not really doing the world a lot of harm. She's trying to do her own thing and run an electrolysis school. And he's, like, pulling her into the whole SEO thing. And, and <laughs> what does he, she know about SEO? <laughs> well, it's, it's weird. He's, like, scraped yeah. her sights, and she's upset about that. And so he, like... Sure starts this whole big controversy, and it, it's just another example in my mind. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way, but starting a fight with somebody who's really a lot smaller than you doesn't, yeah, you know, or not as well-known, or however you want to define it. Right. But Yeah, person- no, I think so, because, you know, the whole uh, link bait thing um, has been, you know, it's been this popular thing these days, and I can see the value in, you know, you obviously want to be interesting to get people to your site. I mean, that's not, yeah. you know, link bait. That's just sort of the way yeah. it is, right? You that's, need to be interesting. Um, good marketing. Yeah, but then it's kind of gotten into this, well, let's be interesting by sort of biting at people and, you know, making mm-hmm. these arguments. So I didn't really, that didn't seem to be the best way to be interesting to start with, but okay, you know, whatever, yeah. you're, you know, you're making a controversy. But then to sort of have it go more into, and now we're just going to pick on everyone, even these people who you know, really are are innocent, it just kind of leaves a, you know... A little bit of a bad taste. A little bit, yeah. Well, and there's it's, also, um, uh, you know, one of the black hats in SEO has talked about hoax marketing, right? Like, hey, yeah. just say a bunch of stuff that's not true, and everybody will get really angry and point to you and talk yeah. about how full of crap you are. And, right. yeah, that may be a way to get links, but do you really want to go there and run the whole... I'm losing my credibility kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, there's other ways to get people interested in you, other ways to get links, especially if you're in it for the long term. Yeah, it's kind of like know? the boy that cried wolf. If you just keep on stirring up controversies all the time, eventually you kind of lose a little bit of credibility. Yeah, people get kind of tired of it after a while, too, I think. Because <laughs> you know? they yeah. want, they, I don't know, they want something else. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just thought it was interesting to see this trend where you know, you don't usually see somebody with a PR8, you know, or a PR7 or whatever kind of playing around or, or messing with somebody who's like a PR3. And yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's a way to turn the link bait around, but I'm not sure it's really nice. Yeah. Got to be other ways to turn it around. Yeah. Like talking anyway. about Buffy. <laughs> exactly. That, <laughs> that can be the niche. That's the one that really gets the hook. Well, do you want to do some, some questions from around the forums these days? Um. Yeah, we can maybe do a couple. We're probably just about out of time, so we okay. can do like a lightning round. Oh, um, lightning round. Lightning round. So let's talk about no ODP tag. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tag that, that we adopted just recently to allow you to opt out of, of using the open d- d- directories, the title and the description for your site. But I noticed someone on a Webmaster World was wondering if that also sort of deactivated of the link from the directory to your site. Uh, so they're asking whether the using no ODP causes the DMOS link to be kind of discounted or ignored completely. Right. 
I'm going to go lightning round and say false. False. <laughs> ding, ding, <laughs> because, ding, ding. And it, basically the no ODP just changes how things get displayed at the very last second. It doesn't change how the document gets scored. So right. it doesn't have any effect on any incoming links from DMOS or the open directory. So not to worry about that one. Excellent. Oh, yeah. What, what else we got? <laughs> what do you know about uh, the related operator? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, it's kind of funny because historically not that many people have talked about or, or blogged about the related operator. And, uh, and so I know that there was an engineer who had come up with an, a really interesting scheme to change how we do related. Um, mm -hmm. it, and it was, it was more... The data worked better in sort of the long tail of sites. It didn't work as well with, like, uh, the, the huge sites like Google or CNN or Yahoo and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think basically uh, there was little enough, little enough attention page related that somebody basically said, yeah, go ahead, experiment, try this out. And so mm -hmm. they went ahead and tried it out and rolled it out. And I think a lot of people uh, were using it silently and oh, were sure. sort of – and they got used to seeing re lots of related – sites for really big sites. So my right. guess is, and this is just a guess, is that they're probably going to look at blending the two types of related data. One, you know, the mm -hmm. old type was really good on big sites, and the new one is, is much better on small sites. So they'll probably come up with some sort of a hybrid. That makes and, sense. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It'll probably take a month or two before it's out mm -hmm. everywhere, if I had to guess. But yeah. that's that's my guess. I'm not 100% sure, but that yeah. was basically what's been going on. I was I was surprised at how many people... We're using the related operator yeah. and never talking about it. Like oh, no. I, assumed, I assumed nobody was really using it that much. Right. But, yes, they were. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we have time for just one more, which is that someone was wondering if they move the server but mm -hmm. keep the site the same, keep the domain the same. Is that a problem? Right. So yeah, you so change your um, IP address. Um, right. So this was something like a, a guy who had had a, a .com that was doing well on UK, but then he moved from hosting in the UK to moving in the US and, and dropped doing as well in Google UK. Right. And I, I think he was thinking about moving back. He was thinking or, of moving back because he really wanted to have those UK listings. Yeah. And, and I think the provider said, hey, you don't want to move around. Right. Google doesn't like sites flitting about or something. That's right. Flitting I, about. Truthfully, I wouldn't worry about that very much. I mean, yeah. realistically, uh, on an average month, um, more sites than you would think would move actually do move from one IP address to another IP address. Yeah, I would think so. So, I, you know, I, I'd try to keep from doing it like a different IP address every day of the week or something like that. But just to have moved from one IP address and then it turns out you don't like it as much for whatever reason and then to want to go back, I think that's totally fine. I would yeah. say not to worry about it at all. And I think in his case, too, since he does want to rank for the UK, but he does not have a UK Yep. domain, it is probably best that his IP is located in uh, the country that his site's in. Absolutely. So I think yeah, that's the, a good move. The, the two big ways we do uh, local searches for countries are, are the TLD, the top-level domain, like .uk, and where are the websites actually located. And in those yeah. cases, it's much better to host in the country you want to show up in, like the UK. Yeah. So I think that's so, good advice. Good move for him. Cool. Well, I think that's all the time that we have. So um, I appreciate you coming on with me, Matt. Oh, it was a ton of fun. Anytime you get another fun. radio show, just give me a ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm sure that our uh, good ROI appreciates you uh, taking over while he's on vacation. Oh, uh, so. well, we'll see. <laughs> Let's you, you should tell him he, he owes you one. You should put it like that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh.
Take care.